The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Discovering Responsible Wealth is a production of the Institute of Responsible Wealth, and this is your host, Frank Congelos, and our guest today, David Suki, Executive Vice President over at CNA Financial Group. David, welcome to the show, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas Thank to you. Thank you, Frank. Great happy to be here. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you. Thank you. So, Dave, you know, this is our last show of the year, and I thought what we would do for all of our listeners is maybe just give a little bit of a checklist of perhaps some items and some things in their planning that perhaps they should be given some thought to. Because, you know, here we are at the middle of December, mm-hmm. and anything that you're going to do as far as year-end planning or whatever, it's got to get done now. It's like if, if you know, like the typical, if we've been procrastinating to get certain things done, we got to get it done now. Yeah, it's crunch time. So as it relates to that, I guess one of the first ones that I would mention, and, you know, perhaps we'll just have a quick conversation, is, you know, for anyone who has what are called an FSA or a flexible spending account. So FSA is a use it or lose it benefit and basically Mm -hmm. is saying, hey, you know, if you don't utilize the funds that you've set aside to pay for certain benefits pre-tax, you'll lose them if you don't, you know, expend them by year end. So I would say the first one is, is perhaps, you know, to consider that. Dave, maybe you'll take the the next item, which is you know. well deductibles. If you've met deductibles on, the, we all have deductibles now on our health insurance plans. It's not like the old days where you know it, it was like, oh no, everything's paid for. Now we got the deductibles. Yeah, now we got yeah we have deductibles, and a lot of us have met them through the course of the year. So now's a good time to get those last minute visits in and see the providers. Um, you know, because your deductible will restart come January first of two thousand sixteen. Very good. And then the next one will be qualified plans. And when we say qualified plans, in particular 401K or anything like that. So maybe, Dave, if you just take a minute and talk about, you know, what needs to happen if you have 401K access and you want to get money in by year end. Yeah, right. So if you're contributing to a 401K through work, okay, you have up to the last paycheck or the last pay period before December 31st to contribute. Okay. After that, you restart, you know, for the new year. So those that haven't, you know, maxed it out, Frank, or, or want to make sure that they, they put more money away for retirement, that last paycheck or two for the year, you know, um, they got to get it in there before, before January 1st. Great. And then I'll take the next one, which is annual gift exclusions, which is if you've been doing any gifting, okay, and you're trying to get your gifts in by year end to family members and things of that nature, um, you, you need to do it by year end in order to have that gift count for this year. Now, for many people, you know, gifting is not really an issue at this point for most people. And the reason being is because we have these very high exemption amounts. But if you are over the exemption amount, which for this year was $5,430,000, and if you're married, it's times two. If you are above that amount and you were trying to get some gifting in, you got to get that gifting in by year end in order for it to count for 2015. And then 2016, you get another annual gift exclusion. So just some food for thought on that. And it was interesting, something that um, occurred to me, Dave, as you were saying about 401K, if people are funding IRA right. and other forms of qualified plans, which are not 401K, which is you know kind of like capture it in the payroll, those contributions typically can be made up until you know your tax right. filing, and right. depending upon extensions and things of that nature. But you would have to check with your tax professional, because that's not our job, okay, <laughs> to make sure that, you know, you're getting in the deductions that you need to get done by year end. So those would just be a few things. And then there is one other that just popped into my head that I want to make sure we don't miss, which is 
if you have uh, a investment in your portfolio mm-hmm. that you have a loss and you're thinking of taking the deduction for this year, okay, or whatever, you've got to get that done also by year end. And yep. remember, there's a wash sale rule, which basically says you can't sell, sell something today and buy it tomorrow. You've got to wait, you know, typically it's that 30 days before you can buy that back in your portfolio. But as we expressed in a previous show is if you had similar industries and it was an industry play, not necessarily a stock play, right. you can buy a different industry. You know, so just some food for thought there. And it's likely, Frank, due to the, the environment we're in this year, uh, there, can there, are, be, there can be some losses that can at least you can get a deduction for. Absolutely. And, you know, as it you know, relates to losses and so forth, you know, I always tell people, you know, because as they get their urine statement and perhaps they might look at their statement and go, oh, it's not where I'm at. You know, I mentioned this to someone earlier today. They were like, wow, the market's been kind of flat or it's been down. And I, I asked a very simple question. I said, what's your time horizon? Mm-hmm. I said, was it a one month? Was it a one year? What is it? And if it's, you know, longer than this year, then I tell people to be patient. Okay. You know, the market has a cycle and in the form of a cycle or in its cycle, it's going to have up years. It's going to have flat years. It's going to have down years. And the key really is to make sure that you're maintaining whatever your holdings are through the, you know, as, well, as long as you have a well-diversified, well-allocated right. portfolio, then the whole idea is if, as long as you're, you have quality holdings and it's allocated properly is to actually go through the process, allow the portfolio to do what it was designed to do and the allocations mm-hmm. to do what they're specifically designed to do, not trying to time the market because, as we've always said, you can't do it. Nope. And, um, emotions, Frank, tend to drive us to make decisions. And usually those decisions around money, when we're emotional, aren't necessarily in our best long-term interests. Well, it's funny. Is me being Italian, so <laughs> once you say emotions, I think of food, especially yeah, around right. holidays, which is like you know, my emotion is I like to eat. And, right. and it's like, well, I know that's not what I should be doing as, as far as you know, trying to maintain mm-hmm. weight and things of that nature. And money's very similar, which is you know, it's usually the opposite of what we should be doing. Yep. So since, you know, we mentioned the word emotion, you know, what happens now is we should probably just give a few highlights as we're wrapping up this year of what we should be giving some thought to with regard to planning for the new year, uh, seeing how, you know, this is a time of the year that we should be sitting down and really taking stock as far as where are we. So maybe, Dave, what would be one of the first things that you would suggest that people should be doing at this time of the year in order to really start to get focused for next year and for you know, accomplishing what they want? Yeah, Frank, I think this time of year sets up very well to take a collection of where you're at, right? Because we all get that sense of, like, it's a new start when we, we, we start over in January. Um, so taking a, an advantage of that in this, in this next couple of weeks is to prepare a financial statement of where you're at. You know, are, you, are you where you want to be? Okay, number one. But uh, in order to know that, you got to know where you're at, right? And then if you're not where you want to be, then you can start to work toward that, you know, the, you know, the goals that you have or, or whatever it is that you may have. But financial statements are big, Frank. Most people don't do it. They don't, write, they don't take a look. I think some are scared. Some are, you know, intimidated by it. Um, but as we know, it doesn't matter where you're at. You should still know where you're at. That's a great insight. And what, what I say is, you know, even if you're in debt, Okay, you need to know where you start. And so, if, like, if you do you know, your financial statement, you go, okay, as of twelve thirty one fifteen, here's where I am. Here's my assets. Here's my liabilities. You know, I'm plus, negative, flat, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. And then it gives you something to compare to next year. And what the idea being is hopefully you're paying down debt. Hopefully you're starting to save money, whatever the case might be. So 
Dave, great point on the financial and, statement. And Frank, you know, as we move into like, you know, the, the goals that you may be setting for yourself, first of all, it's very important to set goals, right? You taught me that years ago that even if they're um, real clear and specific, okay, they can be very detailed, but but you should set some form of goals. We, we talk very simply about how to make small shifts, Frank, you know, and in our finances, we can make small shifts. And I'll give you an example. If you were just able to set a goal to save 1% more next year than you save this year. That's a great point. So, so you don't have to, if you have debt or if you have things that, you know, you're, you're not where you want to be. It doesn't have to be a complete upheaval of what you're, what you're doing. It can be a small shift in terms of, hey, I'm going to try to save 1% more. I'm going to try to spend 1% less. Okay, and the next thing you know, you start heading in the right direction. That's a great point. So as you're mentioning that with that, that small shift, you know, the next thing I would say that you know, someone should do beyond that financial statement, you know, which is just a, a breakdown of your assets and liabilities and where mm-hmm. do you stand, would really be, you know, I won't use the term budget. <laughs> you know, we'll call it a spending plan, right. which is, <laughs> you know, what's, what's my projected income for next year? And then what are my projected expenses? And then come up with a spending plan around that so that you can start to hold yourself a little bit accountable to yeah. as to what happens with your income. Yeah, and when you say that, Frank, it, just that term, it's, it, it feels better, doesn't it? It's a spending plan. Budget always has that, like, rigid, oh, God, I'm going to need to cut, cut somewhere thinking as opposed to a spending plan is good. You should spend some money, okay? But the reality is, as you know, you should do it responsibly and within the, con- you know, the, the, the constraints that you have. I think it's Overspending's a- bad. Absolutely. And, and here's the, an insight for all of our listeners. And, you know, we've always, you know, promoted this. I mean, Institute of Responsible Wealth, we talk about this all the time, which is it's a behavior and a habit that we develop. And the behavior and habit should be is we earn, save, then spend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus mm-hmm. the typical, which is we earn, we spend, yep. then save. And the reason being is because our propensity to spend, as we earn more, we spend more. If we don't capture savings first, what happens is is we tend to live bigger and bigger on income, and then we tend to always save less and less as a percentage of what we should be doing. So I would just say just kind of work on that behavior itself. Yeah, Yeah, very important, Frank. I mean, it – it's the most critical step, I think, in what we see in the clients that, you know, as we, as we go through their planning with them. And then, you know, the last thing is once you know kind of where you are, you know, as far as you've done mm-hmm. your financial statement, you've done your spending plan, a.k.a. a little bit of a budget, and you, you know, save, then spend, get in that habit, uh, then it really does come down to really some goals, mm-hmm. you know, as far as what you'd like to accomplish for the new year. And, you know, I'll end the, you know, our conversation on this, which is, the way to kind of do this year-end goal planning is is if we were sitting here on December 31st of 2016 and we were reflecting on what we had occurred what had occurred in the year if you were to tell that story that really that story becomes your goals yep and so you know I always say is and by the way it shouldn't always be about money you know no. it's like you know, Dave, maybe you can, you know, just highlight, you know, some well, of the th- different things that typically when you're talking to people, you know, what you're telling them as far as when they're setting goals and so yeah, forth, what they should be thinking. Yeah, it, it's through all areas of our life, right? Financial is very important, right? Be good stewards of what we're blessed with, right? When, you know, physical, right? Okay, career-wise, our, our occupations, okay? Our families, our relationships, 
right? Very important. It. I mean, I, when I go down and sit down with goals, do I have – ask yourself a tough question. Do I have the best relationship possible with the people I care the most about? You know, And if I don't, what can I do? What maybe little shift can I make, one degree, to make it better next year than it was this year? Very healthy habit to have, Frank, right? And then finally, you know, spiritual, right? Where are you at with your faith and, and are you clear on that and, and are you strengthening it each year, okay? Even if it's a little bit, you know, um, um, and that's the one thing I've learned with the goals in all areas is little th- steps, a lot of uh, – taking a little steps very often gets right. you there much easier, much more realistically than trying to take those large leaps, Frank, where, where we might make it, but then we usually fall back, you know. And you see that with people with weight loss and people that win lottery, right? We see people that come in the money that have no good habits with money and they wind up broke, right? It's, it's a great perspective, and, you know, it's it's interesting is as you, you look at those, and we refer to those as your wealth-building blocks, yep. which is yep. faith, family, health, you know, money, purpose. and of So all of those are terrific, but here's an interesting one that – in order to be happy, you got to let go of that past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so many times, you know, we carry around things that happen to us. I remember when 10 years ago, you know, you gave me that ugly look. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you gave me that look yes. for. But, you know, and so what I always tell people is, you know, as we wrap up the year and, you know, we look and we said, you know what? Remember the, the good things of the past and let that be part of your vision for the future. But the things of the past, which kind of maybe have rubbed you the wrong way, let it go. You know, it's one of mm-hmm. those of it's it's hurting you more than it's helping anybody else. Yep. You know, so it's one of those of, you know, get out of the past, and this way you can have the ability to have a great future. Yeah. And what a great time of year to do it, Frank. Forgive. Just let go. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be much more blessed that way. Totally agree. So for all of our listeners, our guest today was David Suki over at CNA Financial Group. This has been Frank Congelos. And for all of our listeners and all of our community members at the Institute of Responsible Wealth and all of our organizations and, you know, subsidies, we wish you a truly wonderful and blessed holiday season. And may all of you have a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Dave, if you'd like to, you know. Just Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. You know, and May 2016 the best year of your life. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.